Create Your Edge, a marketing podcast is back again. This month, we're discussing the customer journey. What is it? And what steps can your business take to help customers engage in your journey? Find out on this episode of Create Your Edge. Welcome to Create Your Edge, a marketing podcast. I'm your host, Brian Shilligo, and I'm joined this week by Creative Edge's Director of Development, Zach Kohler, and Development Specialist, Peyton Beck. They've prepared some great information about the customer journey and how you can implement it in your small business marketing plan. Zach and Peyton, welcome to Create Your Edge. How are you doing today? Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having us. <laughs> it's so cool to be in studio. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's very cool to be uh, in this virtual studio together. In just a minute, we'll be discussing the customer journey. But first, we're going to take a quick trip to the past for this week in media history. On August 3rd, 1977, Radio Shack unveiled the TRS-80 personal computer, which, with the Apple and Commodore, would form the 1977 trinity of mass-produced and mass-marketed home computers. The TRS-80 had a full-stroke QWERTY keyboard, a Zilog Z80 processor, and four kilobytes of DRAM, which was four times as much as many similar 8-bit computers at the time. The computer launched at a starting price of $600 in 1977, which is roughly equivalent to $2,600 in 2020. The TRS, Apple, and Commodore would go on to dominate the market and usher in the true beginning of the computer age. So, Zach, what is the customer journey? Yeah, so a customer journey is a series of steps that consumers take um, whenever they're determining what products they want to buy or what services they want to buy. And so whether or not you're choosing a restaurant for dinner or you're looking online to buy a new pair of swim trunks, um, there's a series of subconscious steps that we're all looking for along that way. And so it, there's five steps. It starts out with awareness. So what are businesses doing to grab a consumer's attention to attract them towards that product or service? It moves into findability. Is your business easy to be found? Um, do they have to search really hard to find out where your storefronts are? Or um, if they Google your, your business's name, are you the first, uh, first result there? Mm-hmm. Uh, moving into reputation. So based off of reviews online, Facebook reviews, um, how, um, how many comments and how engaged you are, uh, with your customer base to conversion. So this is uh, kind of the virtual doorway where customers can enter your business. And so uh, whether or not this is a, a call to get them into the doors of a brick and mortar store or a landing page or a, a really nice looking website, um, and then obviously advocacy at the end. And so whenever somebody buys your product or works with you from a service standpoint, uh, do they become raving fans? Are they anxious to tell other people about uh, the experience that they had with your business. And so these five steps, whether or not uh, it's, it's a big ticket item or something small, these are now the steps that customers are looking for or the, the steps that they're moving for whenever they're determining what businesses they want to work with. Awesome. So it was, yeah, pretty simple five steps. We'll just run them down again real quick to make sure everybody got them. It was awareness, findability, reputation, conversion, and advocacy. And we'll be going into a little bit more about some of that stuff here in a second. So Peyton, why 
does the, the, the customer journey matter? Like, what is the point of it? Why are we even talking about it? Yeah, so it matters because the customer journey really reflects the world's view of your business rather than kind of the view you've made for yourself. Uh, have you ever seen a photo of yourself after you, maybe you go out with some friends or whatever and you look and you think... I try not to, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if it's me, then I look at the photo and I think, oh, gosh. But no, do you ever see that photo yeah. and you're like, man, I look great. I didn't maybe yeah. didn't feel that great, but, you know, I look awesome mm-hmm. seeing myself um, from the outside. That's really what um, viewing your business as, uh, from that perspective of the customer, uh, really does. It, whenever you focus on it, it doesn't only make your business easier to find, but it makes it easier for people to find out about your business and to trust your business and to to really fill the need that your service or product fills. And I think another thing that like the kind of core of what you're getting at there that's really important is that it's really easy or, or tough for a small business owner or any business owner to remove themselves, like you said, from their perspective within the company. They know every single Absolutely. thing about their company. They know every detail. They know the ins and outs in ways that um, the common consumer never will because they have to. That's their business. And so part of the customer journey and, and, and really focusing on and thinking about the customer journey is trying to remove yourself from that perspective, your perspective, and looking at your company through the eyes of a potential customer and making sure that that journey that they go on when they inter- interface with your company works uh, all through all five of those steps, that each of those steps is addressed by some aspect of your company's marketing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think all of us here, are, we're relatively creative individuals and it can be the same way in creative projects. Like we all, we get really invested in creating something and then we come back to it maybe a couple of days later and it's, it's just not it just is different and different perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I love spreadsheets. I love numbers. I've never, ever met a client of ours who cares about the spreadsheet I made. <laughs> yeah. Zach, you had something you were going to add? Every business owner is going to think that their product is the best. And so mm-hmm. for for them, um, it's a no-brainer that people should want to come and, and buy their products and use their services. And so the customer journey matters and understanding all parts of the customer journey matters because in real life it doesn't if it doesn't work like that. People need to be convinced to purchase a product or, or use a service. And so by by connecting with potential consumers at every step of their journey, um, it's it's reaffirming that yeah your your business is the best your business might be the best at, at what you're doing, um, and it's just finding more and more ways to connect with those consumers. And one of the last things to consider uh, about why this all matters is that we guarantee your competition is thinking about exactly. this and is already doing it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, it is it is something that we, this isn't something we just invented. Uh, this is <laughs> a very prominent. Um, <laughs> Uh, a way to look at how customers interface with businesses. And yes, we guarantee your, your competition is doing it and thinking about it. So it's something you should really be thinking about because it's, it's incredibly important. So Zach, let's move on and talk a little bit about how the customer journey has evolved over the years and how it's changed over time. Yeah. So it's no surprise that uh, the introduction of the digital landscape has just completely changed marketing altogether and how businesses operate, the hoops that a lot of times we have to jump through um, in order to get new customers and new business. And so, you know, when you think Think about the beginning of the customer journey, beginning of marketing. It used to be uh, put out this billboard, showcase a product, somebody sees it, they want it, they buy it, and then they want to tell all their friends. And so word of mouth used to kind of be the the, the biggest source of growth um, is somebody would buy something and they'd like it. Um, now, 
Um, as the digital landscape has given everybody a voice to put out reviews, and now that um, entrepreneurship is at an all-time high, there's so many other options. And so uh, there's some statistic that consumers consult an average of uh, over 10 media sources before they actually make a purchase. Um, so you have to make sure, business owners have to make sure that their product, their why behind their business is out there in front of consumers any chance that they can get. Um, it just, the, the competition is steeper now, um, and the it's no longer just a two-step process where you can impress somebody and then they buy. Now you have to build that trust and, and build upon that reputation. And, and a lot of that has to do, I think, with the fact that you have so many more options now. I mean, bef- you know, 50 years ago, if you wanted to buy X product, you may have had two or three options for said product yeah. in your area or something like that. Mm-hmm. In, in the current digital world, you have unlimited options for every product that, you know, or a lot of us do at least. You have, you have you know, uh, 10 times as many options as somebody would have had 40 Especially years ago. Especially now that e-commerce is so big. I mean, if you're sitting in an apartment and you decide you wanted to start a business, it, it's so easy to do that now. And so with with new products entering the 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 marketplace every single day, it just makes it harder for for local businesses to stand out um, if they're not keeping all of these things at top of mind. Yeah, I mean, I think one of my, one of my favorite sayings is the idea that window shopping is still a thing. We've just changed the window. Yeah, no, it's very true though. It's an accurate quote because it is. I know whenever I'm purchasing a product, which I you know I do pretty regularly, I immediately go. And I, I find eight reviews from eight different sources and I go, you know, search through and see who else has bought this product in different places. And, um, and and that's how I make my decisions. And so you're still window shopping. It's just we have a window. You can Your window literally takes you to anywhere you want in the world to talk to anybody yeah. you want as opposed to just what is right in front of you in that moment. So now let's talk a little bit how at Creative Edge we keep that customer journey uh, in our mind constantly as we're building marketing strategies, Peyton. Let's kind of talk through the process that we go through, those five steps, and how we keep those top of mind when we're developing our marketing strategies. Yeah, absolutely. It is important to keep in mind that though there's a pretty good roadmap for the customer journey, we do it is something that needs to be tailored for specific businesses. So there's a lot to keep in mind when you're when you're doing that. But starting from the top with awareness, a lot of what we do is digital marketing, right? So we do it organic, mm-hmm. paid. Uh, we do email marketing, text marketing, anything that's high level and, and really just spreads your message. Uh, I would get in trouble if I didn't also say we do do traditional marketing as well. And mm-hmm. in some markets, it really is great. It, it just kind of depends, on, on again, on your strategy and what, what you want to do with that. Once your message is out there in the world, it's important for your customers to be able to find you. So for that, the findability step, we use things like listing management, making sure that your Google listings up to date, uh, especially local SEO, um, which is search engine optimization, and we'll utilize some Google paid ads as well. And then next comes reputation. So with reputation, a lot of it is not only sharing your reputation uh, with of, of your brand with the audience, but also making yourself um, kind of a knowledge leader uh, in, in the field. So a lot of what we do there is content heavy, whether it's reviews themselves or blogs or social posts or whatever else. Just making sure that when people see your brand, they see it as reputable and knowledgeable. From there, we focus on the conversion. Uh, A lot of the conversion portions, because we've done so much work up to this point, making sure that your brand is is not only known, but, but reputable and um, people are pretty much, pretty much sold. We like to make sure that the things 
in place for them to make that transaction or that conversion are set in stone and are, and are ideal for that conversion. So mm-hmm. online bookings with landing pages, making sure your site looks good and it's user-friendly, designing for mobile first, things that are huge nowadays that honestly people don't put as much emphasis as they should. I like to think of my website as my 24-hour storefront. And if you're not putting as much attention into your online site as you are your brick and mortar, then you probably have a problem. And then finally, going to advocacy and making sure that because advocacy is going to tie back in to the reputation phase, making sure that we are promoting reviews and we are asking people for them, not just hoping that someone likes us enough that they'll go online. Shoot them a text, shoot them a message when they're in store and checking out and say, hey, if you had a great experience, would you mind reviewing us? Um, Just simple things that might not seem as big. And we have some tools internally that allow those text follow-ups to be automated, which does help, especially for bigger clients. But yeah, I mean, it's just... It's, it's a super important portion that I think that, that advocacy portion, I think personally is left off way too often. Yeah. It should definitely be an important part of any modern business's marketing um, strategy, because like I mentioned earlier, for me, anytime I'm looking for a product I'm or service or whatever, I'm looking to see what other people are saying about it. And if there are bad vibes out there, bad reviews, that's going to sway what service and product I go with, obviously. And so making sure you stay on top of keeping those customers that are satisfied customers, telling people that they're satisfied customers is such a huge part that I think people can 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 kind of forget sometimes because they're like, well, I already got the sale. I got what I wanted out of that customer. Um, but no, maintaining that relationship and that advocacy and making them into raving fans is a, is a huge part of it. Absolutely. Um, that, that is super important. So Zach, let's talk a little bit now. Uh, we have a few kind of steps, some ideas that any business can implement today that will actually help their customers better engage with their uh, customer journey in their specific business. And this can, can, can apply to pretty much anybody. So we're just going to go through here and give some kind of quick little uh, helpful ideas. Shameless plug uh, right in here, but like Peyton was just mentioning, all of our marketing strategies and marketing solutions that we come up with um, and that we work with, we take all five steps of, of the customer journey into consideration. But if you're just not there yet, um, there are some things that you can be doing um, for your small business or your company to stay top of mind when it comes to this customer journey. And so so for awareness, obviously, um, if you want to invest in advertising services, that's great. But um, even smaller things like um, print materials, passing out business cards, just making sure that your name is known within your community. Um, For findability, making sure that your online listings are up to date. This is something that is super easy to do and free. Um, Google My Business. Um, It it takes no time at all to make sure that that is up to date with your current information. So that way, if anybody Googles the name of your company, they know where to find you. Reputation. This is also very easy. All of your happy customers that you get coming through your doors Ask them for an online review. Ask them to run to your Facebook page and and give you a five-star review and leave a comment about uh, the experience that they had. Stay active on your social medias. Engage in online conversations. Comment back if people ask you questions on your Facebook posts. Um, Just make sure that you're doing everything you can to have that stellar reputation that potential customers are going to look for. To to jump in there also, Zach, the the commenting back. Sorry, I just wanted to get in there. That is something that we have talked with business owners before about that they get kind of weird about because they don't they don't know exactly what to do especially when it comes to negative comments to negative reviews yeah exactly negative they comments. they they don't freeze up because i don't want to 
paint a bad picture, but they just, they kind of panic and they don't want to say the wrong thing. And it's like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're worried about, yeah. You, how do you address it? You don't want to say the yes. wrong thing and make it worse. So you're like, maybe we'll just ignore it and let it go. It'll go away. If I don't look at it, it's not there. Well, I yeah, will tell you that just, a, a negative comment that has been addressed um, and then that's that's where your customer service hat comes in, and and you can you can address it, and maybe it moves into you know a private message or something. But for a potential customer, if they can see that negative review being addressed, they're more likely to have a better view of your company than somebody who just lets that go. My personal favorite is judoing it back on them, and then saying something like, "Hey, you know." Uh, shoot us a message. We'd love to get this figured out for you. Or, you know, call our customer service, uh, whatever, ask for this person and, you know, we'll get you covered. Yeah. That, yeah. that stuff looks, I, I don't want to say it looks better than a five star, but it looks good. It looks good. It on looks you. good because it is one of those things that you expect. To, everybody knows that there's going to be somebody who had mm-hmm. a bad, ex- like every business is going to have somebody who got a bad product or got a bad service. One, you know, ideally it never happens, yeah. but it's going to happen sometimes. And so, it, cause that's something I always, like I said, when I'm looking out and I'm watching, I'm clicking through the reviews. I always, always click, show me the one star reviews mm-hmm. on any product or anything that I'm searching for. And I look at the one star reviews and see what the people are saying in the one star reviews. And did they address it? And also I think very important is like you said, giving them some very actionable, if you're responding to a negative mm-hmm. comment, giving that customer some actionable information that they can do something with and not just like a, a sort of boilerplate, like, Oh, we're, we're sorry you had that experience. Um, Please call between the hours of eight and yes. five, and yeah. we will do what we can to address your concerns. Do not you know what I mean? Template your responses. If, absolutely. No, if I see that, I'm like, okay, well, they're not, they don't care. They're not going to, you know, actually try to help me solve any issues I have. But if I look and I see a, a review or you know a reply to a, a one star review that says, hey, we're really sorry that happened. Here's what we can do. We're going to send you a new product. Blah blah. You know that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That is what for me always makes me go, okay, cool. This is somebody who takes seriously. Um, their product or their service, and it's not just gonna like it's not just there to to sell me something and doesn't really care if I have a bad experience. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. I think I think that that caring piece is very important, and it, it's not a step in the customer journey, but I do think it shows in all of the steps, especially with small businesses, is is people are rapidly increasing their demand for small businesses that care about the people that they are serving. Um, and so your reputation stage, um, it, it's not necessarily just the third step. It, it's constantly happening. Um, and it, it's, it's a super important step in the entire process is just to keep that reputation strong, show people that you care about them, that you're wanting to do ethical business. Um, and then that's what they're going to, that, that's what consumers are going to want to partner with in the future. Absolutely. And so moving into conversion stage, Peyton mentioned this earlier, but that online doorway, that that 24-7 shop, that website, it's so important um, that we keep that up-to-date, intuitive, full of the information that people are going to be looking for. And and, and whether that's a a small little landing page or a website, you want to make sure that it is accessible um, and easy to navigate for uh, potential customers. As the digital revolution keeps growing, our attention spans get shorter and shorter. And so if people cannot find what they're looking for immediately upon coming into your website or your online presence, they're going to leave and find somebody else that can provide that to them. So in that conversion stage, just make sure that everything you're doing is up to date and, and full of the information they're looking for. 
And then lastly, for advocacy, especially with small businesses, this is where a lot of small businesses will shine because this is where you can focus on your customer loyalty and your customer retention programs, your excellent service, knowing the names of some of your repeat customers, um, making sure that they feel special because then if you can focus heavily on your customers during advocacy, those people are going to go right back out into the world and tell people about the amazing experience that they had working with your business. And so that is something that uh, no marketing agency or consulting company can do. Um, you have to be able to have that strong customer service that makes raving fans out of everybody that comes through your door or almost everybody that comes through your door. No, I think overall, and this isn't applicable to any one thing, but especially for smaller businesses who are really just trying to get themselves out there and who maybe not, who aren't ready for that, a larger investment into it is to just try it. Just because honestly, you might and <laughs> you might try one thing and it might flop. And if it does, that's all right. Like you are going to try a couple things that are not probably going to be the perfect formula for your customer journey originally. Maybe your site is too big. Maybe it's too much. In, maybe it's too much text. Maybe your maybe the business cards you handed out at you know the swap meet. I can't. Know. I don't know. <laughs> swap meet. I don't know. Is that a thing still? What, what, you, what year is it? My mom used to do those. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, maybe that didn't. Maybe those didn't happen. Maybe that didn't work. You know, just. Yeah. Keep trying things, you know what I mean? And yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe do a more hip event. Uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's there's something there. And I, I really... Um, maybe I, a TikTok convention? Is that what yes, the kids are your, doing these days? <laughs> go flossing at the youth <laughs> convention, darn it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Flossing's probably not even relevant anymore. I hate you are no, the oldest 24-year-old so. that I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I'm getting bullied on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I, I absolutely. It's all uh, fantastic advice because I do. It is, you know, it's it's definitely as much as there are formulas, there are things you can do. A lot of the formula is trial and error. Like you, you know, it, there is a lot of s trying things, seeing what works, finding things that don't work, and then focusing on the things that do. Yeah, um, I mean, so, even at our, I mean, even at like our level, like at, at the yeah. level of of an agency who does this, like. I will say the majority of the first art first implementations, they're pretty close. They're not perfect. Yeah. And we spend the rest of our contracts or our partnerships and optimizing that's why the partnerships, making them perfect, you know, dialing it in, refining it and making it, it, it exactly what it needs to be. Cause Correct. yeah, it's, it's, the the target is always moving and changing and shifting, and it's not you know it's not like throwing darts at a dartboard. It's like throwing darts at a dartboard attached to a train or something. You know, it's yeah. While like you're flossing, yeah. <laughs> while you're flossing, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Well, fantastic. That was a, a lot of really uh, excellent advice. That last part, I think, there's some pretty straightforward stuff that uh, some small business owners could definitely put utilize right away. Um, get some good information out of. So thank you both for joining me today and discussing this brilliantly interesting topic, the, the customer journey. I'm just a guy with a video camera. I don't know anything about any of this stuff. So it's always fascinating for me when I get to learn. <laughs> so thank you both for your time and uh, for coming on Create Your Edge. Absolutely. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Create Your Edge. Until next time, remember to get out of the damn box and go be extraordinary. Create Your Edge is a production of Creative Edge Incorporated, a full-service marketing company headquartered in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you're enjoying our show. You can also stay in touch through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search for Creative Edge in Cape Girardeau, Missouri.